0: Mum Talk is supported by Bugaboo. 20 years ago, Bugaboo started a stroller revolution, changing the game with innovative products that had at their heart the desire to make parents' lives easier. Bugaboo continue to invent, develop, test and manufacture truly revolutionary products. Made to use every day, designed to last a lifetime, there's a Bugaboo pram, pushchair or stroller to suit every family's needs. Bugaboo know that it's not always easy, but the It's always worth it. They get that you're a parent and a person. And with their extraordinary products, we've got this for Mum Talk podcast listeners a 10% saving on Bugaboo products available this month, November 2019. So visit bugaboo.com forward slash mum talk using promo code MumTalk10 at checkout capital letters and choose the pram, pushchair, stroller, car seat or accessory to suit your lifestyle. Terms and conditions apply. Bugaboo reserve the right to terminate this offer at any time. Hello and welcome to Mum Talk Series 5, hosted by myself, Emma Jolin, Mum to Amandine, who was born in September 2018. On this podcast, I share my journey of literally having no idea what I am doing, from pregnancy to life now with a baby. Through the podcast, I am joined by not only incredibly knowledgeable guests, some experts in their field, but also mums and dads sharing their experience of pregnancy and parenthood. You can trust in Mum Talk to be honest, real and informative and provide plenty of nod along and me too moments. Maybe you have a cup of tea with your feet up or perhaps your jogging shoes on and you're off for a stroll, whatever and wherever you may be. Thank you for listening and enjoy being part of today's conversation. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Mum Talk series 5 episode 9. I'm sorry about my voice right now, luckily you don't have to listen to it for the whole of the rest of the podcast in this state, but I am heavy with cold after Amundine has been really really ill these past couple of weeks. Um, and now of course I've got it, oh the joys of winter, I feel like this could be quite a long winter of colds. Anyway, this week on the podcast I am joined by two wonderful parents who have created the allergy badge. Go check them out on social media. I'll, I'll put them in the show notes if you want to have a look at that whilst you're listening on. But this podcast, we're going to be talking all about allergies because they, Natalie and Gareth, mum to Ella, Ella has a dairy and nut allergy. And I hadn't ever been aware quite how impactful on family life living with an allergy and having an allergy sufferer in the family can be. So this is a great listen for even if you are having someone else's child over to your house for a play or something like that and they're allergic to dairy or nuts or soy or something like that, just listening to this will open your eyes a little bit um, as to how the parents feel, how to make the child feel included. I think that's really important and often gets forgotten. Anyway, enough of me, let's head straight into the podcast and I'll catch up With you at the end. I I didn't realise that you had three. So you've got three and Ella being one of them, of course.
1: Yeah, Yeah, Ella's the middle
0: one.
2: Five, and Ella's three and a half, and Jude is one and a half. Oh my goodness, you've got
0: your hands
1: full. So tired. (laughs) I bet you are.
0: oh my goodness well look like, I won't keep you too long but my lovely friend Annie who I think you guys know as MindBodyBall on Instagram yep. forwarded through the email that you sent to her um, and actually this comes up a lot and it recently came up when we were doing a travel podcast with Bugaboo and someone mentioned about allergies so I'm really really happy to have you guys on thank you so much
1: thanks for kind of reaching out to us
0: yeah
2: we're trying to get our kind of like name out a little bit more and we've been doing a few things um we were at the free from show a couple of weeks ago um with a couple of bloggers i don't know if you know yasmin camilla she yeah. um us along to um talk on a panel um just basically in the family corner and um, there was parents in there and just doing a general chat about allergies and and what it's like for mum and We went. um, We also spoke to GP mum, I don't know if you know her as well, on Instagram, so yeah, we did something with her, and then, yeah, we just kind of, I think, trying to create a bit of a community of um, parents in the same situation as us, because I think, ultimately, we felt a bit lost when um, Ella had a really serious reaction, and she um, was diagnosed with these allergies, and our first little girl had nothing, and it was a whole new sort of world for us to get into and there's not that much support out there when you get your first diagnosis of you know life-threatening allergies and you just kind of have to muddle your way through and learn so I think that's kind of a reason behind setting up the allergy badges to create a bit of an online community and place where we can get parents to talk a bit and just sort of share tips and advice and Obviously, we sell our, like, merchandise on their awareness um, badges and stickers and their T-shirts for little kids for when they go to nursery and school. But I think that sort of, we're not doing it sort of solely for that, really. It's a good thing we think for... Like, just the people like us, there was nothing like that we could find them when we had Ella.
0: Yeah, I've had to look at all of your bits and pieces, and I think it's such a great idea, especially if you've got your little one going along to a birthday party or something, and you pop them in a t-shirt. I mean, such a good idea, because of course not everyone would know, necessarily.
2: Yeah, I think that's the thing, and it's looks like nursery was our biggest sort of shock to the system, because um, obviously i was looked after her and um read every packet and label of things and then suddenly you hand her over to someone else who you've got to trust for um you know a couple of days a week to look after her and because i think there's a, a big sort of difference between allergies and intolerances and they often get mixed up because some children can't have dairy because it gives them a bad tummy um but obviously with ella it is like life threatening she goes into anaphylactic shock if she has dairy or peanut, so it's like one spoonful or one sip of milk would have her in an ambulance and rush to hospital so um it's like it's hard to get that across to people sometimes I think and I think that's why we just felt like we needed to put a bit of awareness on Ella like that we'd done ourselves to make us feel a bit better so like sending her with stickers on it just in case the dinner lady got the wrong child or they gave her the wrong lunch box it just felt like we'd done something about it.
1: The Nurs- Nursery have been really good like they um you know it's not that we don't think that they're you know they know all about Ella they're really careful you know we, we have regular chats with them one to one to them just to check how everything is and they, they talk us through the process like around meal time and snack time and stuff but I think it's it's just as much for us knowing that in that in that big box of uh they the massive of Tupperware crate where you put all of your lunch boxes in for the kids, knowing that Ella clearly has her stickers on her lunch box it's just mm-hmm. a little bit of peace of mind for us that there's a little, there's a visual prompt you know not we're not yeah. not saying that they would ever forget but for us it's just a little bit of extra peace of mind of what is quite a difficult it's a difficult thing to get your head around as Nat says when you let them go into the world and, and you're not there to check every single thing that's on their plate um God, so yeah I can't,
0: imagine. I can't yeah. imagine it's hard enough sending them off by their own or leaving them anyway let alone with that to worry about as well
1: yeah I think it'
2: think witnessing like an unlactic reaction is like, kind of sort of stuck with me, and yeah, it's probably not a good oh, thing super. to have witnessed, but it sort of when you're like calling an ambulance and it's real life and you know the airways are closing up, it's like every parent's worst nightmare, and obviously like okay. seeing that kind of makes
0: just makes you a bit scared. Of course. Okay, so let's just um, go back a little bit because I'd love to ask you some questions on, so how did you find out that Ella had an allergy? So
2: basically when she was a newborn baby for quite a while, every time um, I fed her and I'd eaten dairy, she used to get rashes on her face and she'd get like really bad tummy pain, she'd cry a lot um, and and. I think because we'd had, like, Ava, our first child, previously, with no issues, we knew that something wasn't right, like, when we had Ella, because she just cried constantly, like, and, yeah, these rashes were really obvious in her, particularly on her face and her neck, like, if I'd had, like, say, like, an ice cream or, like, milk with my cereal and then fed her, so that's kind of, we went to the doctors and went through to see, like, various consultants. And, um, I think then that's when we initially got a diagnosis of, we think she's got allergies and it's it's quite a long process because they say cut dairy out of your diet and then we'll see. Um, but it wasn't until she then, when she was over the age of one, she, um, actually had some yogurt by accident, um, which had dairy. In and um, we thought it was a dairy-free yogurt, and it, it wasn't. This is again like one of the confusing things when you're diagnosed. It, it's not always clear if you don't know how to read the labels. Like if you're not used to reading labels, it's like milk protein and lactose are like separate things. And we'd read this label as it was free from dairy, but it wasn't. It was free from lactose, but right. it still had milk protein in and that's when she went into full anaphylactic reaction and um she was taken in an ambulance and given an epi pen so that was kind of i think when we realized it was quite serious we'd sort of been told she's got allergies but
1: yeah it was when we'd have we were given, a, so we were given an epi pen uh when they initially thought it could be allergies but yeah that that was kind of a blessing really because that's what we ended up using when she had a, a massive reaction um yeah. So it could have been a different story had we not had had one of those to hand, basically. Um,
0: Absolutely, and then peanuts as well. Yeah,
2: yeah, she had a bit of a cookie at a yeah. um, friend's house, and she had um, just like a bit of a reaction. And like um, she like um, swelled up in the face, and we took her then to see um, the GP because it wasn't like a full. Like, and a reaction at that point she'd only had a little piece and um, we then got referred back and then that's when we had the proper allergy testing and um, it, yeah it said peanut wasn't it like the worst she can be in terms of like allergies
1: Which is weird because we basically lived off peanut butter bagels when that was pregnant with Ella.
0: Really? See, I was going to ask whether that makes a difference and what the kind of medical side behind that is and if there is anything behind that.
2: They say, like, I think years ago, the advice used to be to avoid nuts when you were pregnant, Um, but now it's to include them in your diet when you're pregnant Um, unless told otherwise so we had um I ate the same with our first little girl when I was pregnant as I did with our second so and you know one of them has no allergies and the other one has life-threatening allergies so it's there's no sort of it, it doesn't make sense like I ate you know exactly the same diet so I think it is just one of those things like I think there are genetics behind allergies like because we do have like I'm allergic to hazelnuts myself so okay some history in allergies in our family but not anywhere as severe as as Ella but I think it's possibly where it's come from at some point
0: and how about your youngest any sign of allergies in him he initially did show some similar
2: signs to Ella and we thought, oh no, we're you know going to be on this journey with another child with allergies. Um, he has been tested and he isn't allergic, but he definitely has an intolerance to dairy, um, but not to any nuts or peanuts.
1: Um, Which was amazing news when we went when we went and got him had uh, his allergy testing, because we were kind of braced for the worst, even though we already knew kind of what that meant with Ella. So it wouldn't have been quite as, um, you know, the whole confusion and, and, and what to do. We kind of were along that path, so we would have understood better. But um, yeah, there you know, it was great news when it, it kind of came back, and there was nothing severe. And um, why there is?
2: Because there's two types of, um, like you can be um, IgE to a food, which means you are anaphylactic in terms of your reaction to food, which is what Ella is. Uh, allergy is classed as an IgE allergy. But um, then medically, you can also be non-IgE allergic. So Jude, we think he's he's got um, – he is allergic to dairy, but um, it doesn't affect him in terms of anvilaxis. It just affects that he gets a sore tummy if he eats, like, a lot of dairy and he it affects, like, um, his nappies and things. But it's not actually – it's not so much of a worry because it's not life-threatening.
0: Yeah, of course. So what do you do when you travel and things like that and when you're – especially for nuts because is If if the nuts are on, if say someone, if say you're on a plane and someone's eating a packet of peanuts, is that enough for Ella to have a reaction?
1: Um, Well, the travel thing's a thing that we've been this time of year we talk about quite a lot. I mean, we've we've been abroad once with Ella. and we stayed with we stayed with friends and it was it was totally fine. We were really careful, you know. Um, we bought some from the supermarket, checked labels, our friend knew all about Ella, so she made sure everything she had in the house was fine
2: we didn't eat out really we
1: didn't eat out no so we've kind of like this year we've decided that we just we basically just go to Cornwall every single holiday
2: we haven't been abroad because I feel I think since that big reaction that she had um I feel like really nervous about like traveling abroad reading foreign food labels um you know if she had a reaction like you know where the hospitals are and Speaking like, do they all, Everyone speak? Does everyone speak English? And like getting stuff across to chefs in kitchens in different languages. I think I really struggle with the idea of doing that and the worry for. I mean, you know, kids like little kids as long as they've got a pool and you know they're entertained. You know, I don't think that you know their holiday memories are like time with the family and like their parents. And I think they have just as much fun in Cornwall. So we've kind of. We've sort of sold it to ourselves that, like, actually... That's what we tell ourselves. I'm
1: sure they'd love a massive water park in Spain, but we're telling ourselves at the minute.
2: Yeah,
1: that they don't... uh, We have... um, This is another great thing, actually, since we've started, is um, just realising how many other parents are kind of in the exact same position. So some of the accounts that we've sort of followed on Instagram, they've shared loads of great tips. So we've got... Sort of a list of four or five places where people who have got little ones with allergies have gone abroad and they've had a great experience and the hotel has been amazing. They've been really hot on allergies and stuff. So you know, I think I think we will do it. um, And it's great to hear positive stories. There's always there's a risk anywhere. Cornwall isn't you know guarantee that when we go to uh, Pizza Express or somewhere where we know that they're really good with Ella's allergies. Certainly around here. Um, there's no guarantee that she's going to be safe, you know, whenever you eat out. But I think for us, just the familiarity of home and places we know and being close to places we know, um, is kind of, it is, is feels like the best thing for us at the moment. But like I said, there's loads of places we've heard about abroad which are supposed to be amazing with allergies. I know Allergy UK, um, they offer sort of translation cards on the site as well. So you can download these cards which have all the allergies in different languages and then you can show them to the, to the waiter or to the chef or whoever needs to see it. So it's quite... Um, there's a lot of resources that you can use. I mean, specifically the peanut thing on the plane, we spoke to the, we've got an amazing consultant at the hospital, and he sort of said, there's a school of thought around the whole um, airborne... So a fear that Ella could somehow absorb nut through the air con. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that the biggest worry wouldn't so much be that it'd be more if people had eaten peanuts on the plane and wiped their or touch the say the thing that their food you know the tray the drop-down tray or their seat and then ella touches that and eats something that would be the biggest um, risk to her i guess or the okay. but quite a few things have to happen for that to happen so he, he kind of said a oh, that the the nuts coming through the air conditioning for Ella wouldn't necessarily be the thing we should be concerned about. It would be taking anti-bat um, wipes, wiping down trays, wiping down armrests, handles, because sometimes that, that isn't always um, done on an airplane between flights and stuff. So he, he was kind of like, if we were traveling, that would be the thing to watch out for. Um, and he's given us loads of great advice. So the plane thing it's more and more airlines are kind of I can't remember who the first was it might have been easy yet but people have started banning peanuts on planes altogether
0: yes
1: uh, and I think if there are airlines that still serve them they're quite explicit about that um, so yeah, uh, I don't know. A, I think we will do it, but just at the moment for us, it's... It's
2: hard enough just trying to think of packing for three kids under five.
0: And, yeah, exactly.
1: That's, that's I mean, we say we're packing light in for <laughs> I've got a van, it's like the entire boot is packing <laughs> <up>, so...
0: <laughs> oh, bless you. So just going back to tests and things, so um, I read your email going through that, that obviously Ella's been um, subject to quite a few tests. Is it a case of tests obviously to find out her allergies and I I kind of want to ask you two questions here kind of what that looks like and what the process is for anyone listening who feels like their child might have an allergy um and then to go and get that tested and then the second test uh, the second question is tests about kind of where you go from here and is this something that can be I don't know if this is the right word but can be cured essentially
2: yeah I think um, we we went through consultants, and like initially a GP we saw when we were worried about Ella when she was a newborn baby and had all these symptoms, and then we were referred to a consultant. Um, the process isn't necessarily the quickest. You can go privately for tests if you're really certain that it is like they're having drastic reactions like daily. Um, but we waited, we saw a consultant, and then we were... That um, they tend to do these allergy tests when they're age one and over, I believe, are the guidelines. But that's when we waited. Um, that's how long we waited for our little boy to have the test. But with Ella, by the time we saw consultants, we cut milk out of my diet, and he, uh, she then got pushed onto dairy-free formula milk as well, which was is a prescribed formula. Um, she imp- Her symptoms improved, so I don't think it was till she was about one that she then did have the um, allergy test done, which are skin prick tests on the skin, where they basically in, um, like, uh, put into the skin like a little bit of the the allergen. So they tested Ella for all nuts, um, all dairy products, and um, egg, and um, basically the top fourteen allergens. I they can sort of test for and and it shows up then a reaction on the skin to anything they're allergic to so obviously with Ella initially it was all um, dairy, all nuts, um, including peanuts and um, then they tend to do that test every six months then so just to see if their allergies improve at any point. And with Ella, um, luckily her allergies have improved and sort of since 18, when she was 18 months old to now three and a half, she has, um, she now is able to tolerate nuts, just not peanuts. So that was quite a recent test and um, she didn't react to any nuts on her skin test. We were then um, sent into hospital for a, um, a day to have her eat nuts in controlled conditions to see if she had any reactions. Yeah, uh, which she didn't, so that's like a, that's amazing. We've now we're now able to introduce nuts into our diet, which is it's a big game changer for us because it's you know it's less risk basically. Um, when just when we're eating out or you know, just foods, you know, a lot of foods say it says like may contain hazelnuts, but it doesn't say may contain peanuts, so that's more food she can now eat because she doesn't have an allergy to nuts anymore except for peanuts
1: and peanut you know it's that's a fairly um it was that was a bit of a game changer for us because it peanuts quite a well well known allergy you know a lot yes. of restaurants it's it kind of uh, the fact that we managed to single it down to one single nut was was you know has helped us um because when it was just nuts in general i mean Almost every, almost everything on a label so may,
2: contain nuts.
1: may contain nuts. Because unless it's produced in a totally separate factory, almost they, they, you know, they kind of have to have to put that. So it's that's changed things quite um, drastically for us, really. Which um, mm. has been great. Our little boy is having the best time ever. He's just emptied an entire tube of mini breadsticks. Oh no! He's <laughs> only just started walking, and now he's just. Put, he's put the empty tube in the bin and now he's sitting there eating, eating bread weeks. bread sits thinking this is amazing. Oh why brilliant are taking it off of me?
0: Oh brilliant. Oh don't yeah. he do the funniest things.
1: It's gonna lead him to it. He's, he's having the <laughs> best the best Sunday ever.
0: <laughs> A little uh, post bedtime snack.
1: Yeah pre Pre-bed, yeah. pre bedtime
0: <laughs> snack. Yeah. Um, do you find that with dairy as well, with the uh, labels? Because a lot of things also say may, con- may contain
1: dairy, don't they? Yeah, yeah they do. Yeah, milk. May contain milk. Milk, so, I mean, it's probably helped that there's now like a massive vegan movement because yeah. there seems <laughs> to be more and more things in the – obviously, you still have to be careful around peanut. But there. It, there this is probably – I think if it had been 10 or 15 years ago it, and you went to a supermarket, it would be quite a different – sort of landscape so i think the milk avoiding milk seems to be a bit easier for us because you know she has alpro which is um specially formulated for kids so there's some extra calcium in there soya milk. soya milk yeah so yeah it doesn't it, i mean i went to we went to a garage today and just trying to find a loaf of bread and, and almost 90 percent of the loaves of bread said may contain milk but really? yeah you kind of find i think once you find the brands, and you know where to look yeah it's it 's fairly straightforward for us. I think it would have been very different a few years ago, but there 's quite a few different milk alternatives now, whether that 's oats or soya um, it 's
2: just hard if she hasn 't had something before I think that 's what I find like quite stressful like um today for example we we went to a show I took the girls to see um Annie musical in birmingham and um just planning a day out like with Ella can be quite stressful, like wiping down all the tables and on the train on the way and making sure she's not like touching things and putting her hands in her mouth in case yes. anybody's eaten peanuts or you know cheese and touch things so it's quite stressful anyway, but then we um the train was a bit delayed, and we didn't get time to we were planning to go for lunch and we only tend to stick to Pizza Express because we know the menu really well and she's had it before. But then because we didn't have the time before the show, we had to try and think of what she could have. So we stopped at Marks and Spencers and that was just really tricky to find. There's not a single sandwich that Ella can eat that doesn't say, not suitable for milk allergy sufferers. Wow. Um, that's quite hard even though there was um, like falafel wraps and things it's just really tricky to find something that a lot of stuff in in Marks and Spencers is just not suitable for milk allergy sufferers you can't then take a risk I mean even the carrot sticks and hummus like dip which is just a really easy go-to for kids like not suitable for milk allergy sufferers and you think how can that like how can hummus and carrots not be suitable know how they they haven't got milk in but you can't then take the risk and because she hasn't she hasn't had stuff from there before it was really tricky to you kind of taking a risk every time you let her eat something you know she hasn't had and we ended up with like little mini sausages in the end and some fruit and um, managed to get these little free from pancakes in there and that was about all I could muster up in terms. I mean, that's a great l- that's a great lunch for pancakes,
1: sausages, <laughs> really and, right. and fruit. I mean, she was happy. But it it's just you know, really
2: good. Yeah. yeah, just anything like um, package, like sam like you know, a sandwich. Just is really really hard, and we find that wherever we go, it's just that. Like, if you don't plan, like today, you know, it's sort of the plan didn't quite go to plan with the travel, and then we didn't have time, and it's really hard to just go to like a bakery or mm. any just grab a sandwich which I think that that for me is like the hardest thing just being able to pick something up on the way somewhere you've always got to think about Ella like and what she's like what she can have for lunch or dinner and at parties it's,
1: it's how you do it as well this is one of the tricky things it's like we don't want to make food out to be sort of the enemy to her you know we don't mm. we don't want to give her this kind of she has to be aware about her allergies, but we don't want to put this kind of paranoia that we obviously feel onto her. So it's kind of like how we try and make food feel like a really good thing, but just make sure she knows how to be safe around it because it is, it is um, you know, it is a challenging thing. I guess with parties and stuff like that, it's planning at parties. And most of our friends are amazing, yeah, and I think unless you're kind of going, unless you have to deal with. Uh, the reality, the reality of living with somebody with severe allergies. Like I had no concept of it before we had Ella. I mean, I I knew that food allergies existed, but I couldn't. I had no no concept of what that meant from a day to day living point of view and how that might impact you. And so, when you're kind of in it, I'm sure like some of our friends must must think we're we're like checking labels. Yeah, you. Oh, look, like these kind you of label know? psychos. But it's like...
2: It's her life at stake. Yeah. I think that's what, like, your most precious thing in the world. And, like, Ella, she's such a sweet little girl, and she just doesn't doesn't let it bother her that she can't have stuff. And we regularly, we have to say no to her a lot. And that's really hard as a parent, because you Mm. just want to be able to, like, let kids have a nice time and not feel left out and different. And I think, for me, that's the thing that, like, really, like, I struggle with when we go out is like if other people are having ice cream and like she can't have one there's so much dairy's in so much that there is a lot of things she can't have and like as you well probably know as well it's like being a parent a big sort of side of it is like is food really because you end up like meeting mums for like coffee and having lunch and going to kids parties and a lot of stuff revolves around like kids and like feeding them yes in your everyday life, and it's there's not many times you go out like as a parent, and they and kids don't have some sort of snack during a day or like a, a lunchtime, so it's something you can't ever avoid. It's you know, no,
1: but it like, yeah, so our, friend, our friends have been amazing about it, you know. So, we just recently went down to the christening, and and My friend emailed like a few days in advance, and I don't see her that often. And she was like, "Oh, you know, just let us know what what we can do around Ella." And I was like, "Oh, um, just can we just ensure like there's no peanuts put out anywhere?" And they're like, "Absolutely." But then they made like there were a few other kids with some dairy intolerances there, I think, and she made like a dairy-free cake, which was amazing. That was the main cake. So Ella, when she came up, and she was like, "Is it is it dairy?" And I was like, "No, you can have that." Like it was, it, it was the best news for her because for a three and a half year old, your life is pretty much about paw patrol and cake. That's what I The fact That she could eat this cake with and sit around with the other little her little mates, it was amazing. It was such same. a little thing, but at the same time, it must be a nightmare knowing Ella's coming to your party. If I would, like, if I if I wasn't a parent to her and she was coming into my House and I was having this big, all these kids around and and people having milk in their tea or, or whatever. I'd be terrified, you yeah. know. Oh, God, this, you know this is someone else's child that I need to be careful of. So it's it's really tough because we understand that it's obviously hard for people who, um, you know, when when they have a party now that comes to it, it's it's stressful. It's stressful for everybody, I guess. So we try and make it as easy possible, as easy as possible. We'll find out what food they're serving. And if it isn't dairy free, or we'll, you know, we'll make the same thing but for Ella. So if it's a pizza party, for instance, you know, we'll make a, a dairy free pizza and take it so that she's having the same thing, which is a bit of a, you know, it's it's laborious, but it's kind of like it's really important, and that's probably something that, you know, we'll always try and do because. I've read that quite, quite a few people around this, you know, the things around child feeling excluded. I think a kid can feel excluded for a lot of things and food allergies is one of them potentially. So, I think it's how you make sure that the thing they're living with doesn't kind of make them feel like socially they're, they're excluded. excluded. Yeah, so and a lot of you know food allergies are one of a lot a lot of parents are going through a lot of different things you know this is kind of just a thing that we have to have to deal with and um,
2: people go through a lot of, you know worse things as well and we're always aware of that I think yeah. I would say it's just day to day like Ella eating something can could basically kill her and that's I think you read stories and it's always you know in the back of our minds that you know if we give her something wrong it could literally you know putting her life at risk mm. and that's I think that's just quite it's quite a weight to carry like daily and yeah I think just yeah I mean you know stuff can happen accidents can happen all the time and I think that's what just we're aware of you could just read a label wrong and suddenly mm. you can be rushing an ambulance to
1: hospital or in my you know you're, you're in, all of your faith is put into what is on that label
2: yeah
1: so you know if there's if there's something missing or not on there then that's But I think, you know, I guess that's what's been great about the allergy badge is you kind of have this anxiety. And I think if you think about it, like as Nat just explained there, if you think about that, you wouldn't do anything like it. So I think the allergy badge has been a really good way to kind of put all of that anxiety and paranoia and kind of despair sometimes I guess and try to channel it into this positive thing mm. so I feel like we're it's such a small thing and I think you know this kind of range of lunchbox stickers yeah. and, and badges and stuff that we we give to Ella that isn't kind of like because we saw some other some kind of other sort of visual prompts that were really medical and I just don't think Ella would ever want to wear it cause she's really fussy so our <laughs> thing was to do not single her out as in like she you know, she wouldn't want to to wear it, and we're forcing her into it. But you know, she loves kids love stickers. She loves wearing the stickers. She loves her her t-shirt. You know, so she's she's the perfect age for it. And so I think that's been a great platform for us to put all of this energy and anxiety into something that, even if it's nothing more than it's just for us and Ella, um, then that that's fine by us. You know, that that's it makes our life a little easier. And if by doing that you know it might help some other parents then it that's that's amazing too so it's been a really good it's really early days you know we've only been going in a couple of months but it's been a really nice thing to be part of not just because seeing pictures sent through of, of you know another little Ella somewhere um, wearing a sticker and looking really pleased with it but knowing that perhaps it's given their mum or dad a bit of peace peace of mind that means quite a lot so and I think, going forward, you know we 've got a few sort of plans of how we can develop it so it 's not just um, it 's not just a, a like visual merchandise and, and allergy prompts it can become a become a bigger thing so that 's got a few a few plans in the pipeline of how we can make it um, perhaps even more useful for the community of, of, of moms and dads
0: absolutely, and just building that community so you all feel supported because I imagine it can. You know, when you find something out like this, you must all of a sudden feel really quite alone in it because it's it's not the norm. And you all of a sudden have to think about things that you never thought you'd have to think about. And, and I mean, we're going through weaning as we speak. And I find even just weaning with no allergies hard enough. So if I had to do it with Amandine having allergies, I really wouldn't know where to start. So I think you're doing a, a great, great thing. Bugaboo has a range of amazing prams, pushchairs and strollers that are designed for many different lifestyles. And after 20 years of inventing, developing and rigorously testing, they really do know how to create amazing products. The Bugaboo B5 is made for the city with one-handed steering and nimble handling, advanced suspension for longer naps and a super strong chassis. It makes navigating city streets fun and is small enough to nip onto public transport or pop into your favourite cafe. The Bugaboo Fox is effortlessly manoeuvrable, extremely light and comfortable for parent and child. The super responsive handling is like power steering, while the big wheels and amazing central joint system that only Bugaboo know how to design creates a smooth, comfortable ride for your child. The Bugaboo Chameleon 3 Plus is the iconic design that has been tested to ride from Amsterdam to Shanghai, which is equivalent to around 10 years of use. It's just so easy with a combination of large and small wheels for town or country a reversible handlebar simple to fold and very light to carry the bugaboo donkey 2 provides multiple options whether for one child two of different ages or twins always traveling effortlessly comfortably even when fully loaded I especially love the idea of two children side by side as they can ride along together as they share their first years. And we've got this for Mum Talk podcast listeners, a 10% saving on Bugaboo products available this month, November 2019. So visit bugaboo.com forward slash Mum Talk using promo code Mum Talk. 10 at checkout, capital letters, and choose the pram, pushchair, stroller, car seat, or accessory to suit your lifestyle. Terms and conditions apply. Bugaboo reserve the right to terminate this offer at any time.
1: Oh, so, this is not a
0: mum's net for allergies, really, and I think mm-hmm. that you
2: tend to, when you have your birthday I think you tend to turn to. Like online, you sit there feeding and you're on your phone and you sort of have worries and anxieties and you you look online and you ask, you know, what age should your baby do this? What age should your baby do that? And I think every mum has done it at some point or looked on Facebook or Mumsnet about babies and what to do. And I think there just wasn't, it's not quite the same thing there for like, you know, my child, just, you know, um, had a massive reaction um really life-threatening like what do I do next or what should what should I have done better and I think that is kind of we're hoping that I can become a little bit of that and just you know if anyone wants to ask questions like we've kind of been on this journey for a good few years now and it's there's been like a lot of learning like um along the way and I think it's great to like share that with people because it's not easy to come by like answers online when you just type in like what what can I do or like what food should I buy or you know what's good to take to a child's party so my little one doesn't feel left out and it's just things like you'd never think like um Oreos are dairy free and party rings are dairy free and like I would have never saw Oreos as like an, an option for like a kid's biscuit that's more exciting than a Dairy-free, rich tea, biscuit, for example, and I think it takes you a while to learn those sort of things.
1: Um, well, do you know, we have found that there have been some amazingly supportive people that we've we've found just through our Instagram page, though. So there are, there are loads of uh, moms and dads, and um, like the GP mom, and, and other people who are offering like loads of advice and support. Along the way, you may not interact with every single one of them, but even just reading what they're writing about, which sounds familiar, and but there's loads of really useful kind of things for us to think about. So, again, just the the whole allergy badge process has meant we've kind of reached out to these people, or or just even just followed them, and uh, and feel like yeah, there's a there's a real community of a supportive community of people that are you know going through. Similar things. And I guess that whole journey changes as Ella gets older and there becomes different different things to worry about, like different challenges, isn't it? Kissing boys who have eaten peanuts, but I'm not even getting I'm not even oh thinking. About that. <laughs> boys are obviously banned. So <laughs> we're making it to, we're maybe to produce a new range of merchandise as anti boyfriend or girlfriend, <laughs> depending on but, um, no, boys think, don't
0: exist, right, at the moment.
1: <laughs> definitely not. Our oldest has got about five boyfriends. She
0: told us. <laughs>
2: yeah, she's five. <laughs> yeah. But, but I think um, it's the, like a fact on her as well. Like, I think that's something that's always forgotten a little bit is um, we we often have to tell Ava we can't do this or we can't go here or we can't eat this because mm. this is not anything. And she... Actually, for a five-year-old, I mean, she can be a total madam, but she generally is very understanding, She's very
1: compassionate about um,
2: Ella. And she tells people, um, like if we're at a friend's, like yesterday, we were at a friend's, and um, the children were having ice lollies, and I was just changing um, her little brother, and before I got into the kitchen, and she told my friend, um, Ella is allergic to dairy and peanuts. <sighs> And, you know, she spoke and my friend said, oh, yes, I know, I know yeah, we're going to check them, don't worry. And I said, oh, Ava, I'm so proud of you for saying that, because Mummy mm-hmm. was in the room, like, you're such a good girl, like, you're such a big girl, like, knowing to say that to people. And, you know, I mean, it, it must be um, hard for her to understand. But she, you know, it's just her life for her, and she knows if Ella, if there's no place you can get an ice cream for on holiday for Ella, like, we, we don't have one, and... It's,
1: yeah, it's just you know, a nice we, we had a really nice day, but it was also quite sad by the end of it because we had just a day out with Ava. She's quite rare to just spend any quality time with one of the kids. And we, for her birthday, she wanted to go and watch Matilda. We don't watch loads of shows, by the way, Annie and Matilda. we <laughs> we've seen. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. but we went to watch Matilda with her, and it was me, Nat, and Ava. And then we went, it wasn't Pizza Express, but we went to a pizza restaurant because we were like, where do you want to go? And she said, I want to have pizza. And it was so weird being in a restaurant and not having to worry about anything mm. because we're so used to it now. And we're like, wow, this is like, this would just be normal. This
2: would be our normal And so
1: that we didn't have to, the way it came over, any allergies we need to be aware of, obviously Nat talked about hazelnut, but you don't often get hazelnut on pizza. And Ava just thought it was amazing. And then, can I have an ice cream? Yeah. No. And you didn't have to worry about it. And I think that for us as it was really nice to spend that time and do that. But I think my overwhelming feeling was just a bit sad though, when I got the train home, cause I was like, yeah, that she had such a lovely time and that's not something we can do all the time with her. And, you know, she has to miss out on quite a bit of stuff as well. And I know it's like, it's, it's food. And again, there are some people who, who you know, kids are going hungry. So, I'm aware of the context of this um, in the wider sense, but in terms of our family, then, you know, it, it yeah, it's, it's difficult. Um, it's difficult for her, but she, as Matt says, she kind of just gets on with it and is protective over her sister and, and understands, so.
0: Oh, she sounds like a wonderful sister, a wonderful sister to Ella. So if you, so a lot of the listeners, of course, um you know some some of them may well have children with allergies but i I imagine not all of them will obviously, and probably most of them won't so what would be kind of if if someone's listening and they're having a party and they have um and Ella coming over um to to join the party what would be your top tips for those parents um if they're worried or concerned or nervous about having a child with allergies there I mean, oh, just,
1: um
0: I
2: think just letting you know like what food they're gonna do and just checking with them beforehand if, um, you know, if there's anything they shouldn't put out, like for us, we couldn't go to a party if there were peanuts out. Huh? But mm. I think um more it's more to do with making them feel included. Mm. So, like, it's the best thing if we go somewhere and um like I've been to parties with Ella and they've just put out party rings and Oreos as like the biscuits for party and any kid is happy with and oreos, or um, party, party rings and oreos mm-hmm. at three. and so I think her being able to just have the same as everyone else just makes life like really just, it's just really easy for us then to not worry what she's having and we went to another party and they just did all of the sandwiches with the dairy free butter and jam and it meant that like she could have any sandwich she wanted And I think kids don't really know the difference. Like if you're doing jam sandwiches anyway, you really can't tell much difference between like um, dairy butter and the dairy-free butter. And I think it just takes a lot of stress out of it for us if we know like there's nothing that can really harm her on a table and we don't have to check every single thing. But at the same time, if people say they're doing um, pizza for a party... That's also great because if we know in advance we can just do her um exactly the same as everyone, but just a version that, you know, isn't going to like harm her. So
1: I think that's that's the thing that's worked for us, I think, is, yeah, is I mean the absolute her, ultimate is uh it's just avoiding any of the allergens in the in the food and that's a switching to dairy free butter, but that we know we get that that's, a, that's always, a big ask like that and that isn't always possible. So yeah. Second, The second thing is, you know, we would prepare Ella the same thing, basically. That's kind of a tip. I don't even that's know what we great that's, idea. Yeah, just – and then she's got her own little lunchbox with the food in that everyone else is having, and she feels like, oh, yeah, it's just the same. same. And even, like, we've got, like – my mom's quite good at baking cakes, so we've got a freezer full of wedges of dairy-free cake. So oh. not everybody is going to be able to make a dairy-free Or feel comfortable doing
2: so as well which is I think a massive thing unless you go to a bakery that really do specialise in um, vegan cakes or allergen free cakes, it's quite um, worrying for us even to trust, yeah, do they definitely not got any butter in it, definitely not got milk in it I kind of almost feel more comfortable taking along our own cake that we know exactly what has been
1: basically have a stash of Mm -hmm. birthday cake in the freezer, that's dairy free. That's that's a top tip.
0: That's Uh, such a good idea. Gosh, it's these little these little things that make such a huge difference to a child feeling included. I mean, just hearing you talk about it, I would have had no idea without listening to you both.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think it is
0: just tips like
2: that. Again, we this has taken us three Four years, nearly to like, kind of learn about all of these things. And like I said, we had Ava before, who we never questioned or worried whether she could have anything when we were out, or we never had to change our life. We didn't have to change our lifestyle with her. And I think, and when you you have to, it is these little tips that really help, and just things like when Ella had a nut allergy, I didn't know this, but found out that like a lot of um cosmetics and hand wash contain nut oil so like um if you're going out and about and you haven't bought the hand uh, wash yourself like we always just check the label on hand wash because she was allergic oh to almonds at one point and um we went into um the ne- uh, next door and she went into the toilet and washed her hands and it was only because I'd like seen this tip on another mum's page about hand wash. I checked it and it had almond oil in. And oh a lot goodness. of hand washes do. I think if you think like macadamia nut and almond yeah. oil are really common nuts that are used in toiletries. And there's nothing you know, why would a shop think to not put that hand wash out? A lot of Imperial like, you know, there's loads of different brands that do include like um nuts in their in their products. And, you know, we're not trying to stop everyone and change everyone's lifestyle, but it's just, for me, we now have a rule that Ella um, doesn't wash her hands with soap when we're out unless she's got one out of mummy's bag, like, just because of the risk in case there is a nut oil in the soap. It's
1: quite a weird rule. <laughs> 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 yeah, To get kids to not like, wash
2: their hands with soap. Absolutely. Water from yeah. mummy's soap, but you don't use soap at other people's houses, because... You know, people, you just pick up a hand wash it's on offer. You don't necessarily think to read. of no. A hand wash. Um, and just, yeah, it's something, it's just awareness. Like, you just don't, you would just, that would never cross your mind. But um, kids with allergies have had reactions from cosmetics and hand wash. Like, bad reactions.
1: Dairy and, to- and toothpaste. Yeah, well.
2: dairy, um, a little girl died from um, dairy and toothpaste um, that she was given from the dentist. Um in America recently because um, she was so allergic to dairy and this particular toothpaste contained milk protein and oh, uh, definitely they couldn't save her so I think that that's the hard thing I find is following all these accounts and obviously being in this allergy kind of world is you do it's not just good tips and nice mm-hmm. things it. it is like the harsh reality and like the sad stories and obviously, you read about people that have lost their lives through allergic reactions, and you know that is that's really hard to, to take in sometimes. But I think you kind of need that um, shock sometimes as well, because it's easy to get a bit complacent and stop. Um, you know, if she's had something before to not read the packet if she if she's had it before, but ingredients change all the time and. Mm warnings change all the time and so you really have to get in the routine of reading every single packet even if she has it on a regular basis um so yeah I think yeah it's 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 a great thing to follow these people and it's lovely to yeah just like I say like see other people um that are going through the same thing and they share stuff like if there have been um so uh is it Anna Lapsa's campaign, share um, when an allergen has changed on a packet. So they'll say, um, you know, like a big exclamation mark and a note to say, um, please check, you know, a cereal because they've now included milk as an ingredient. Now, if you bought that regularly, i that's yes. given it to them. I mean, that sort of thing is brilliant because it's like, you know, we've heard lately like the, par- the party rings have um, the small packets of them have now... Are now manufactured on the same line as one of their new products that contains milk in, but the bigger party rings aren't so the little mini packs. Of, like, if you are suffering with milk allergy, then you shouldn't eat those anymore. Um, it's like, so I'm going to drop them an email because it's like our party treat is party rings for So, I'm, I mean, I think manufacturers are quite good if you like get an email contact for them and get in touch with them and explain they're pretty good at getting back to you and reassuring you yes that's fine or yes that is the case and we're updating labels soon so but, yeah I think um just being always aware really <laughs> isn't it Just constantly yeah
0: absolutely yeah. so if people want to join this community and get in touch with you and perhaps ask questions or just be you know seeing what you're seeing essentially um to build awareness how can people find you
1: well, if they, so the the site's up on com, but we generally are sort of posting more regularly just on our Instagram. So if they just, it's just yeah. at the allergy badge. Um, fantastic. That's where we're kind of sharing our story and on Facebook as well. Yeah, if they just search yeah. the allergy badge on Facebook. And sharing products we found. Yeah, and general tips. stuff that Ella likes. The Allergy and Freeform show was a great one. So I would recommend that for any parents. Um, it was the first time we'd ever been, but we just found loads of, Brilliant. Not a great place to take it, a kid with an allergy, though, due to <laughs> sampling. But for a parent to go and just see all the kind of brands that are there, um, and just meet some amazing people, and we met some, we met some amazing other moms and dads who were doing some pretty inspirational stuff um, off the back of some pretty tragic things that have happened. So it was really good to go and, and chat and see all these things that are being kind of done in the area of allergies and the choice that's hopefully going to become more and more available for, for people like Ella so, so
2: we that, have people like me- messages and ask questions and like that's also like lovely and if people want any tips on the kind of our diagnosis like from when we were diagnosed with the allergies and um, like our journey since or you know where we went to and consultants and I think yeah like we just, it's nice to be there for people and share advice I mean obviously just a thing to note like anything we share it's never medical advice like neither me or Gareth are medical professionals and um, we just pass on mm-hmm. tips and um, kind of recommendations mm-hmm. of food that we have tried and Ella has liked or um, you know our diagnosis in terms of exactly what our consultant has said to us but um obviously we we're, we're not we're not medical professionals so it's not um yeah gp advice or consultant advice what we sort of, um use on our instagram
0: brilliant well thank you so so much for joining me today I really really appreciate you taking the time out especially when your little one isn't settled so thank you so much
1: no worries he's
0: lasted he's lasted he's,
1: up, he's on to dry bits <laughs> <laughs> well, wheat a bit now at least he'll
0: have a nice full tummy to go to bed with and hopefully he'll sleep well
2: hopefully everything out of our cupboard
1: in our kitchen mm-hmm. um, he's had a great
2: he's had a great time so thank you <laughs> the age where he's just like into everything and um think it was hilarious that um, I'll just be probably cleaning up all the mess now
0: um, well thank you both so much for joining me it's been incredibly informative and I'm sure my listeners even if their children don't have allergies are now a lot more aware of an understanding of parents who do have a child with an allergy I most certainly am listening to all of that and I can't imagine how stressful that must be on top of everything else so Go, you guys, especially for trying to build a community, so information and, and knowledge is a little bit more easy to access.
1: Oh, okay. Well, yeah, thank you very much for your time, and um, yeah, hopefully, if there are, I guess one one last point, I suppose is, I know, like we probably a lot of it is really serious, and you know, it's easy to get caught up in the the, the negative and the, the consequences on a daily basis, but I think. You just got to try and keep going and do everything you can to keep them safe and happy and and you know and ella
2: is so happy That she, yeah. she doesn't she live is. in this bubble where we just don't let her have everything and it's really hard like she has a great time doesn't she and she doesn't yeah, let her allergies bother her at all and she gets on does all the hobbies the same as her sister does and you know it's just i think you have to try and make it fun and not like oh you can't do these things and that's what we Right. To, you I think you if can.
1: there's any listeners who have just recently had kind of a diagnosis of serious food allergy it is it's terrible and it's scary and it's it's life-changing but you know it does it gets easier to deal with if you know what I mean just it, to just, normal life. yeah so no, it's like to, to kind of from a positive point of view it's yeah you, you know you can have a really happy little person still and, and you just just get on doing the best you can.
0: Thank you so much once again to Natalie and Gareth for coming on the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. I hope you have all learnt a little bit about it. I certainly have, once again, listening back to it, been reminded of a lot of things. We're very lucky in that Amandine doesn't seem, touch wood, to be allergic to anything at the moment. However, the one thing I haven't tried with her yet are things like cashew butter and seed butters and things like that. So, next week is the last episode of this series. Don't worry, I may throw a few bonus episodes in before the next series. So it's going to be a big catch up from me. I have so much to share with you, um, especially sharing with you that we, I think, have come to the end of our breastfeeding journey, which I'm slightly heartbroken about. But I'm hoping by the time I record next week's podcast, I'll actually be able to talk about it because every time I talk about it right now, I'm bursting into tears. I think my hormones are just all over the place right now. We've had 14 wonderful months. Amundine was 14 months old yesterday, um, but it's it has been possibly, as you guys know, one of the most favourite things I have ever experienced. I think in my entire life, um, and it's an incredible, incredibly special moment. Um, and I'm trying to feel all of the emotions for this anyway I'm going to talk about it next week but also if there are anything any questions you want me to answer um, from my experience anything you want me to put out to the wider community that we're building here at Mum Talk and answer for you on the podcast I'll do the normal Q&A over on Mum Talk Instagram page so do pop over there um, next week well Yeah, next week or the end of this week and I'll be putting some question boxes. So just keep an eye on the Mum Talk Podcast Instagram page and I'll pop some boxes for anyone to ask questions. But always feel free to DM me over there anyway or email me at mumtalkpodcast at gmail.com and I will come back to you um, and either get your question answered or I just love to hear from you and I love to hear your experience of listening to the podcast. Have a great rest of your week. Thank you so much for listening. Lots of love. See you next week. Bye. Mum Talk is supported by Bugaboo, a world of innovative products that give every parent the confidence and freedom for the journey ahead. And we've got this for Mum Talk podcast listeners, a 10% saving on Bugaboo products available this month, November 2019. So visit bugaboo.com forward slash Mum Talk using promo code MUMTALK10 at checkout, capital letters, and choose the pram, pushchair, stroller, car seat, or accessory to suit your lifestyle terms and conditions apply bugaboo reserve the right to terminate this offer at any time